Reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, volume, volume one, text sixty, chapter three. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Naradaham idam manye. Tadrishanam yatastita. Bhavetsa eva vaikunta. Loko natra vicharina. <clears throat> Narada, I think that wherever devotees like this live is already Vaikuntha. Of this I have no doubt. Om Jnana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishnam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanshakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Srivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, greetings from, from Govardhan. Um, yeah, this book... Priyad Bhagavatamrita is a search for mercy. We're all searching for mercy. <clears throat> and mercy is something you get beyond what you can qualify for. It doesn't mean that you do nothing because you may not qualify for mercy and you may never be able to qualify for mercy, but you can attract mercy. So Narada is a great devotee and the great devotee, they look for mercy. And what is mercy? Mercy is what gives you joy, what really gives you joy, and that's love. Tvasmin parama prema rup, and the highest form of love, the highest form of love is devotion, is bhakti. So Narada begins this search for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. In fact, Krishna himself 
undergoes this search. That's the whole story of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That God himself wants mercy. He wants that type of love. And to get that type of love, he has it, that type of love. Love is in the heart. Love of God. That's the topmost mercy. Prema Pumartha Mahan. The thing that has the greatest value. Prema Pumartha Mahan. The um, is love. And the highest love is universal love. It's love of God. So he's searching for that. And it, it's, it's a progressive search, not consciously, but um, he uh, goes from devotee to devotee. And where he finds that love, is it's in the energy of God, it's in the spiritual world, it's in the material world. It's a matter of, of consciousness. And that consciousness can be found anywhere. And what's happening right now, he, he was told to um, by Lord Brahma to go to Lord Shiva. And Lord Shiva had, you know, ecstatic symptoms and he was overwhelmed with love of Godhead and he was completely detached. And, uh, and, and Lord Shiva then directs him to, to Vaikuntha. And Lord Shiva begins to describe Vaikuntha it's a place where everyone is always chanting God's glories. Um, and that love that one feels there because that mercy, that love, the happiness of that, if, which you can get it, the symptom of it is, it's described in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as um, moksha lagudakrit. Lagukrit means it makes small moksha. That happiness makes even... And, and Rupa Goswami quotes a verse, I forgot what scripture, that even if you multiply, um, even if you multiply the happiness of Brahman by an unlimited number, it won't equal a drop a fraction of a drop of the happiness of, of devotional service. And it makes sense because what is the happiness of devotional service? It's Ladini Shakti. It's the essence of the pleasure potency. So we try for pleasure and pleasure is love. So you can imagine if God tries for pleasure, God's determination is an absolute fact. What is that pleasure? You can't even quantify it. And it has to increase unlimitedly. It has to be dynamic. So what is that type of, 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 of happiness, that type of love? 
So that he's describing that this is all there in Vaikuntha. Um, and it's so great, you really can't even describe it. Um, and then he explains, as it's mentioned here, that you can't confine it to a, a particular place, even the spiritual world, because it's a, it's a particular consciousness and uh, it can be found anywhere. Narayana Parasarve Nakuta Sanyabibit. And he starts talking about the Jivan Mukta, who people are in this world, who also have that. And that's described in, in I think, Narada Pancharatna, Ihayasya Harer Dasye. Karmana Manasagira, Nicholas II of Aptasu, Jivan Mukta Suchite, one who is Ihayas Yaharer Dasye, one who is the servant of God, Ihayas Yaharer Dasye, Karmana Manasagir with his with his Karmana, his work, Manasa, his mind, Gira, his words, Nicholas of Jivan Mukta. Even he's a, 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 a entity in this living, he, he is called mukta. He is called liberated. So he describes that. I, he says, I think wherever devotees like this live um, is already Vaikuntha. So it's not confined even to the spiritual world. We're separated from that place by consciousness. And it, it's not that our goal is at the end of life, we go back to Godhead. Our goal is that in this life, we develop that consciousness. And then if you develop this consciousness, it's not that you have to go someplace. You're already there. You can't be, I mentioned this point many times. We're not separated from the, we're not separated from the um, we're not separated from the spiritual world by a a physical a physical distance. But we're separated from the spiritual world by a consciousness. And that consciousness is described in the embodiment of all these devotees we meet. We see what that, that quality is that we should aspire for. And Prabhupada says that we advance by appreciation. I always quoted Voltaire, that which you appreciate comes to you. When you want bhakti and you desire it, that desire itself is bhakti. And the whole purpose of reading the scriptures is to become inspired by that consciousness and say that I want this. That's that's a Tao Shraddha. It begins how? It begins by appreciation. I'm just thinking we used to do Harinam in Union Square. Um, Sundar Gopal, you would love that place. It's amazing. 
it's right in the middle of a park and the Harinam faces where the subway comes out in the middle of the park about 20 yards and constantly thousands of people come thousands of people come and the Tao Shraddha of those thousands of people one may appreciate one may appreciate and what's that appreciation that appreciation that this is good this is good that's a Tao Shraddha Brahmanda Brahmate, Konya Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai Bhakti. That's the Bhakti Lata Beach. That's a seed of devotion. And what's the what what's that Bhakti Lata Beach? Of course, I give the definition of faith is trust by experience, but the experience initially is an appreciation of that experience. And it may be very, very powerful. It may come into your heart, you may feel something. And, and you can imagine you're wandering the universe, wandering the universe, Brahmanda, from universe to universe, to species of life, to species of life, until by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, you get this. You're, and I describe how does spiritual life begin? It begins with that platform of humility that I'm seeking something because I'm not the authority on the science of happiness, the science of what my objective and goal should be, my the science of, of how I got it. That the quote is famous by Sanatana Goswami, even though he was such a, a minister in the government and he came to Lord Chaitanya ready. And what was that ready? I don't know where I'm coming from. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I haven't found my objective or goal. I, I, I don't know what I'm about, and therefore I'm not happy. I can't. So that may happen. And a person like that, his heart is just a little bit open. And, and when, I, when I would be there, you'd watch different people. Certain people would just, in such pride and ignorance, they would walk by. And even though the holy name was there, it couldn't enter into their hearts because it was blocked by their false ego and their false conceptions. But another person, by the, by the mercy of God, their hearts open. And then what happens is God in the form that touches their heart and there's an experience and the experience is enough that I appreciate that. And then it may come to the next level. It, it's so good that I not only appreciate it, but I want to um, be with those people. And then it may, the appreciation may increase based on the experience that it's so good that I want to adopt the, the practices. And then it's so good. I want to give up those things that don't have value to it. It's so good. I become fixed and taste happens and then spiritual life flourishes. 
So, and then one progresses. And if he comes to the point of where he's fixed in this, then it's such a glorious thing. One's got mercy, and then he becomes the, the, the possessor of mercy. And Lord Shiva is going to say, that's such a great thing. So he says, I think reverend devotees like this live as already Vaikunta. Of this, I have no doubt. Krishna Bhakti Shudapanad Deha Dahika Vismiti Tesham Bhotika Dehipi Satchidananda Rupata. Because they drink the nectar of pure devotional service to Lord Krishna, and because they forget everything in the material body and great host of things in relation to it, they have forms of eternity, knowledge, and bliss even while they stay in bodies uh, made of material elements. So this is just a classic definition. What's the difference between spiritual and material? It's all God's energy. It depends on its utility. So when someone gives himself to God, then his body becomes spiritual. That's the whole purpose of what's called the whole purpose of what's called Tantra. I mean, there's, there's left-wing Tantra, but the basic concept of Tantra is to change matter into spirit. And how do you change matter into spirit? By using matter in the service of spirit. And I gave that, I forgot where I, I read, but I, 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 I was a seminar or something. It, it described there may be some scholar and he described deity worship as Tantra. And, and what does it do? We're engrossed in the material world. And what does it do? So it says there's incense. Incense represents fragrance because fragrance is unique to the earth and not any other element. So, so incense represents transformation of earth because it mentions here the the body made of material elements um so they're in bliss not even the material elements come transferred earth water water has the quality uniquely of of taste which is not in fire ether or air so we offer water. So the water becomes transferred. And then fire. You offer the lamp. Fire is not an ether or air. So, so the, the object of sight becomes transformed. And then the peacock describes the fan, the, the wind. So that's touch. Touch is not there in ether. It becomes transformed. And then the chamara could be like morphine, like ether. Ether, finally, the only element that's in ether is sound. So earth, water, fire, bumir, apo, nalo, vayo, kamano, buddha, ahankara, iti, bumir, eh? the five elements, they become transformed. So the, our whole process is transformation. 
And when the transformation is there, it becomes spiritual. And an example would be, uh, you know, when I used to go to the, I told this example, I used to go to the U.S. Embassy. And when I would go to the, um, when I would go to the U.S. Embassy, um, it was America. It was in India, but it was America. Because it was the, the things there were used in a particular way. So you have a temple, the temple becomes Vaikuntha. Because everything is being used for God. And then the people in it become spiritualized. So he's making the point that how glorious are the devotees. Param Bhagavata Sakam Sakshad Krida Parampara Sada Nubavitum Tahi Vaikunto Pekshite Kwachit. They patiently wait for the time when they will enter Vaikunta to enjoy transcendental pastimes with the personality of Godhead Himself. So when that transformation is there, then Consciousness, consciousness can change also the place where one is in to facilitate. Sometimes I see that, that I've seen this, that sometimes our bodies are so, and karma is, is kind of antithetical to devotion, <laughs> but a person so sincere. So sincere, and Krishna facilitates him. Okay, we'll, we'll go on. Atohi sarva tatratya mayokta sarvato dika daya vishesha vishaya krishnasya paramapriya. The devotees I have described, all of my superiors, they're very dear to Lord Krishna. They are the special object of his mercy because they're completely dedicated to him and as Prabhupada said Krishna is responsive that's our whole philosophy as you surrender he rewards accordingly that's what it means that Krishna is the supreme personality of God and that's why we say that Krishna is controlled by love if he's not controlled by love, then he's not the supreme person. He's impersonal. It's not a, a person who's not controlled by love. That's not power. That's not exaltation. A person who's actually controlled by love. And, and, and God is controlled by love. And that's why one of the qualities of Baba Bhakti is Sudulabha. He doesn't really reciprocate and give that bhava in that heart because that love can control him. So therefore, it's very difficult to obtain. And here Lord Shiva says that these type of devotees, they are my superiors. Okay. Sri Parvat Uvacha 
Tatapi Shri Visheshena Prasidha Si Hari Priya Tatarit Vaikunta Vaikunta Vasanam Ishri. Sri Parvati said, of these devotees, Lakshmi Devi is the most dear to Lord Hari. She is the queen of Vaikunta and its residents. Anyway, I'm also a very honest person. I'm just not somehow entering into these verses. It hasn't opened up a real kind of uh, thread of, 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 of depth of understanding somehow. So I think I'm just going to read that to them until it happens. But now, of course, he's talking about um, Shakti. Nam nam akaro bahuda nizar sarva shaktis. We say the holy name as all Shakti. So why? Um, and what is Shakti? Shakti is energy that comes from a source to please its source. So obviously that Shakti is the embodiment of mercy. And the holy name is Nijasarva. It has all Shaktis. So it can act. So it, it, it's pleasure in itself for God. So what to speak of the source of Shakti? There's Shakti and Shaktiman. There's the possessor of Shakti and there's Shakti. Those two things exist. And the Shakti or the energy is to please its source. So the goddess Lakshmi. By her sidelong glance, one may attain powers and opulence like the demigods who rule of the various planets. By her mercy, one may attain perfect knowledge, renunciation and devotional service. Even though many sages like yourself worship her with great reverence, she ignores you all and chooses her beloved Lord Narayan instead. Even though Narayan is indifferent to her, she worships him and performs severe austerities to please him. She eternally resides on his handsome chest. A faithful wife, she follows her husband in all his incarnations. Sri Prickett said, his heart trembling with great happiness, Narada called out. So by hearing, he becomes enthusiastic. The One of the six most favorable things to devotional service is enthusiasm. Utsahan, nistyat dharyat. Ut means stretch. Enthusiasm, the 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 um, image of enthusiasm is it says kanta is also enthusiasm. Kanta's neck, like a bird, it stretches for the worm. So there's some kind of like real eagerness. So Narada has that eagerness for the association of devotees, which is the most important eagerness. And, and not just any devotees, but very exalted devotees. So his heart's trembling with great happiness because it's so nice to find your objective or goal and have conviction in it and then move in that direction with such enthusiasm. So... 
he calls out, O husband of Lakshmi, glory to you. O master of Vaikuntha, Lord Hari, glory to you. O realm of Vaikuntha, glory to you. O resonance of Vaikuntha, glory to you. O Lakshmi, O beloved of Lord Krishna, O queen of Vaikuntha, glory to you. Narada rose to go to Vaikuntha and meet Lakshmi. Understanding his plan, Shiva took his hand and stopped him and said, Sri Shiva said, O sage whose memory is defeated by the wish to meet Lord Krishna's beloved, do you, do you not remember that Lord is now lives in Dwarka on earth? So if you want to meet the Lord, you don't go to Vaikuntha, he's now on earth. And whose sage, whose memory is defeated. So your, your enthusiasm, you're forgetting a very important point and you're going to go to the wrong direction. Rukmini samaha lakshmi krishnas tu bhagavan svayam tasya amsa vatarahi vamanadi samipata Lord Krishna is the original supreme personality of Godhead and Rukmini is the goddess of fortune, Mahalakshmi, whose plenary portions are the consorts of Lord Vamana and the other incarnations of the Lord. Rukmini, the original goddess of fortune, eternally serves the two lotus feet of Lord Krishna, the original personality of Godhead. O Brahmana, sit down. I will whisper a great secret to your ear. Please listen with great faith. So, um, I'm trying to get the thread. I just, I thought I had it. But I think what's happening here is, is, um, Lord Shiva is going to tell him really where to go. If you really want the mercy, this is the most practical place to go. Don't go to Dwarka. Don't go to Vaikuntha. I'm going to tell you where to go to get the mercy. So he says, Twat Tateomad Garuda Ditascha, Prahlad, whose fame as a great devotee is spread throughout the entire universe is more dear to Lord Krishna than your father, than me, than Garuda and all other devotees, and even the goddess of fortune herself. So Prahlad, um, very special position. I just, we were describing the other day that, I forgot what class, but Lord Chaitanya, He was showing us how to cultivate devotion. So I described the process. It's very, very, just, just very, very clear. Tara Madhye Sarvashreshne Nama Sankirtan Nira Aparade Poya Piper. There are nine processes of devotional service. Of all the processes, chanting the holy name is, is the best. 
Because what happens is, is the holy name is not different than God. God is there in the name. And when you focus on it, you start to feel it. And what you're feeling is you're feeling yourself because what you are ultimately is a relationship to God. And that feeling is love. That feeling is pure devotion. But you have to, to actually feel that you have to concentrate. And, 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 the, and the, the, the most powerful connection between two people, God in the form of his name and a person, is Sambanda, your relationship. We all know that our greatest focus is in relationships of love. So our greatest focus to God is in relationship of love. Um, and so Lord Chaitanya, to increase that Sambanda, to increase that focus on the name, he would increase the sambanda or the relationship. And he would increase the relationship in three ways. And I, I, he would hear the stories of the person whose name he was chanting. He would sing the songs of the person whose name he was chanting. This is such an integral part of Vaishnava practice. And he would... Um, Worship the form of the person whose name he was chanting. So when we see in the life of Lord Chaitanya, um, God wants to experience the love of his devotee at the height of, that means Srimati Radharani at the height of her love, which is her mood of separation from Krishna. And therefore, in that focus on the holy name, he, he would worship the form of God who exemplified that relationship, which was Jagannath, which was Krishna in the mood of separation from, Ra from Radha, in, in the highest ecstasy, in the highest love. So obviously he wanted the mood of Radha. So what better form of God than the form of, of God in, in love, in the most intense love for Radha. And he would hear the stories of that particular type of love. And what are the stories of that particular type of love? When, when, when Radharani saw Krishna at Kurukshetra and was in terrible separation to bring him to Vrindavan, when Radharani was in, in, when Krishna left the Rasa dance, the feelings of Radharani, what was the, the extent of her love? When Akura came to take Krishna from Vrindavan, what was the feeling? So he was, he was, he was cultivating all these things. But at the same time that he was doing that, and he was going to, um, he was going to uh, Totagopinath Temple to hear the Bhagavatam. And why was he hearing the Bhagavatam? Well, first of all, he was hearing the Bhagavatam because that is the method to actually invoke our, our love for Krishna. But he was particularly hearing these two stories, and one was of Dhruva, because in devotional service, you need determination. 
And the story of Druva is this young boy with this incredible determination. And your devotion has to be unbroken. And I, I actually, I think I described this in the last quote, that unbroken, something to be unbroken, it has to have two qualities. I have an audience today, I'm telling the people here. It has to have two qualities. To be unbroken, something you, 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 it can be nothing greater than in it, and there can be no greater pain than giving it up. Then you can do that all the time. But if there's something greater than it, it'll be broken. If there's more pain than giving it up, it can be broken. But for Prahlad, no matter what his father did, his devotion was so deep that it could not be broken. His father wanted to stop because his father was a demon and he didn't want his son to be a devotee. And he was so powerful and he threatened and he tried to torture him, etc. But Prahlad, in every case, his mood was so devotional. The pain of giving up God for one who has God in his heart. That's a greater pain than when he, when he supposedly threw him in a pit of snakes, tried to trample him by an elephant, tried to throw him off a cliff. So he's saying Pallad, and therefore he's on it, so you should go see Pallad. And then he says to Narada, have you forgotten the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Do you not remember the verse in the Puranas? So now... Um, we want faith and faith we have faith in things that are true and things that are true what is truth the truth is Veda and what is Veda Veda means when God created the universe with the sound that created the universe he created the relevance of everything in the universe what's the truth of it so that it can be utilized in the proper way if you really want to know the, the, the truth of something is you have to know what it is and you have to know what it's for. So if you want to know the ultimate truth of everything, you have to know the purpose of the universe. So everything is connected to the purpose of the universe. And the purpose of the universe is two things. The material universe, it's boga and it's moksha. It's enjoyment and it's liberation. And enjoyment is for liberation. Because enjoyment doesn't fulfill the soul, so ultimately it leads to liberation. So that's what's happening to us. Our whole life is boga and moksha. It, 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 that, that's the purpose of everything. And everything has a purpose for that. Even to, and, and what to speak in terms of liberation, how to be peaceful and satisfied in life. So how is how is a social system? How is a medical system? How is a military system? You know, what is the proper etiquette? How is everything used? What is the science of farming? What, what we hear in this world, but nothing has value without its ultimate objective. So you have to first to have value for anything, you have to have an ultimate objective. And therefore, Bhaktivinoda Talkur said, even 500 years ago, there wasn't much difference between a devotee and a non-devotee. They followed the same culture. But what was the difference was their objective. 
So the first most important thing that we have to have is we have to have the proper objective. And then when you have the proper objective, then everything can have some value or meaning. Without that, dharma sunushtita pumsa, viviksena katasya nopari, it has no meaning. Yeah. What is sense gratification? It has a value if you know its objective. And what is its objective? The objective is not sense gratification. The objective is to be peaceful in body and soul for the objective. And without the objective, it has no value. So, 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 um, um, so, Anyway, I don't know. Somehow that was my somehow that was my philosophical realization. I was talking about the Vedas and knowledge. Yeah, so oh oh yeah, now I remember. So so what is our understanding? That that when God created the universe, he also created the knowledge of the universe, and it comes in traditions. And those traditions ultimately it comes in Shastra. And then you find people that represent Shastra. And then we have faith in those people because they represent Shastra. So in this type of culture, he's saying, have you forgotten what is the Shastra? And what is the Shastra? And he quotes from the Bhagavatam, um, O best of the Brahmins without saintly persons for who I am the only designation, I do not desire my transcendental bliss and my supreme opulence. So there's nothing more important even to God than saintly people who love him. <laughs> That's the most important thing for God. And I don't desire to enjoy my without my devotees. Therefore, you never see Prabhupada didn't like pictures of Krishna alone. Because Krishna means love and love means an exchange. So there always has to be Krishna with someone else. So Neither I or the demigods or even his own transcendental forms are as pleasing to him as his dear devotees who can properly glorify the devotees. The Supreme Personality of God himself proclaims that the inconceivable fortunate Pallad is the most fortunate of all the devotees. So now Lord Shiva is telling him, you really want to get Krishna's mercy. You got to go to the devotees. And these devotees are so dear to Krishna, he declares it in the Bhagavatam. And now, on the authority of the Bhagavatam, um, I'm going to declare Prahlad. The Supreme Personality of God himself proclaims that Prahlad is the most fortunate of all devotees. When Aranyakashipu is ripped apart by the Lord, Lakshmi Devi and all of us were able to see the incomparable good fortune of Prahlad. So he's saying, we were watching and the Lord was looking at Prahlad. Just imagine that devotion in his heart that he captured Krishna. Just imagine what his devotion is. That, that I was there, Lord Brahma was there, Lord Shiva was there, everyone was there. 
But somehow or other, that mood of sweetness and dependence and humility of his devotee and the best of his devotee, Prahlad, Um, anyway, we've got to Prahlad. That's the best I can do somehow or other. Um, I knew these sections would be challenging because I looked at them before and I didn't really get the, the, the way I understand teaching is, is this stories and then there's there's a storyline, and then it 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 it, it, it there's a, a a theme or a philosophical line, and I kind of feel that my expertise or what I do best is if I can catch on to that philosophical line, but I was searching for it today, and and it was hard to kind of figure out what was going on because he's he's worshiping Vaikunta, then he's worshiping the devotees in this world that represent it. And then all of a sudden he goes to Lakshmi, who is Shakti or the energy of God. And then says, oh, you got to go see Lakshmi. And you don't understand that, that Lakshmi, don't search for Lakshmi and Vaikuntha because don't you understand that she's appeared as Rukmini? Then he, he, he pulls him over to the, maybe this is all to get to Prahlad. He, and then he points him over to the side. He says, I'm going to tell you a secret. I just want to tell you something great that there's no one like Prahlad. You have to go see Prahlad. And then he gives that image. He gives that image of everyone standing there before uh, Lord Nishringadev. And they're all humbled in the sense that he's so fierce, but, but God's affection for his devotee. I, I just think it, it it's just... Sometimes it's like that. There's, it's almost like we, we have in the CC. I'll make this point that I described it. It's the mind of God, but God wants to come and then he decides, you know, just to kill the demons, put it to Naya Sadunam, but and to destroy the demons and to protect the devotees. You know, to destroy the demons, I can come, but. I, but the real reason to come is to exhibit my pastimes, um, to um, attract people. And then there's image. Why is God coming? And even he said, I'm coming here to, to exhibit rasa. Why is he coming here to exhibit rasa? Doesn't he exhibit rasa in the spiritual world? But there's also just some kind of flavor or leela that's very attractive to us. That when we see devotion in the material world, it's like a light shines more brightly in the darkness. It's something like that. So there's something that's so attractive of people here in this world who are going through that experience, maybe it's something that's more attractive to us, or we need also to hear it of devotees in this world that are going through, like, like Prahlad, going through the difficulties and, and how attractive that is to the Lord. And again, I don't think we can always just quantify it. It's different levels of intimacy and different levels of taste. 
And, and somehow or other, I'm glad he's gone down to Pralada. I have nothing against the goddess Lakshmi, but it's kind of hard to identify because she's already Shakti. She's already potency. She's already eternally there. It doesn't seem to be the same kind of level of, of, of triumph that actually touches your heart when you see Prahlad, Komara Acharet Pragyo, Dharman Bhagavataniha, Dulabam Manasan Janma, Tarapya Dhruvam Art, Komara Acharet, those he, he's speaking to his classmates, Komara Acharet those who are very te- intelligent, but they worship God. Tasyaham Dulabam Kumar Acharet Pragyo Dharman Bhagavataniha Dulabam Manasan Janma Tadap Yadruvam Artadam. They worship God because even though there's in, in, in any room where you right now, there's millions of living entities in your body with souls equal to you. But somehow you have this rare form, this human form of life where you can actually worship God. Prabhupada called the mode of goodness the pensive platform because you can make choices. You can come to a platform where you can actually change, you can actually choose. So there's something very, very attractive about that. And somehow or other, I guess in this construction of the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, I, I, I kind of feel it's like Sanatana Goswami and telling this story of Bhagavatamrita. And then he's looking at us in the audience and saying, well, I don't think this is so relevant to them. And then the story conforms to that. And then all of a sudden the story comes out. Let me tell you a secret. Let me tell Prahlad. Then you can become excited. Yeah, I can relate to this. And I saw that in the Bhagavatam before I, I told that one story. There was a saintly mailman who used to come to my class. And I used to live about 15 minutes from the, 10 minutes from the Krishna Balaramandia. And he would never wear shoes because he made a vow when he came to Vrindavan, never to wear shoes. And the winter was so freezing cold. But his guru told him that wherever this Krishna Kata, you have to hear. You always have to hear Krishna Kata. And he loved my classes. And it was such a pleasure because I knew he would be, maybe no one would be there. But there was always someone. He was always there. And then one day, we were on a very, very technical subject matter. Very technical subject matter. It was in the ninth chapter of the second canto. What is culpa, vikulpa, all these things. And, and it was getting real technical. And he just said, this is too much for me. I want your permission. Just give me one day off. I need one day off. Because he was he's an old man and, and without shoes in the winter and the ground is not even flat. And then the next day that I got to the text, the very next day I got to the text, Vidura's um, Marge Prickett's listening to all this from Sukadeva Goswami and Maharaj Prickett says, basically, he says to Sukadeva Goswami, this is getting too much for me. I, I want to hear about Vidura. And Vidura meets Uddhav in Vrindavan, and they describe the, you know, the Vrindavan pastimes. 
So I'm thinking, this is my realization for this section. I got completely lost in it. I couldn't find any relevance to it. Maybe someone could. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood. I did walk half around Vrindavan today. And then just as that point where I just felt, and I never do this. I, mean, I thought maybe for the first half, half I got to stop because I don't ramble on. I have to be connected. I generally just stop. But I said, I can't stop. I have to go on. And then uh, Lord Shiva said, well, let, let me whisper something to you here. Don't even go to see Rukmini right now. There's someone that's greater than everyone, and it's Prahlad. Then I became excited. Okay, that's my my wrap today. Sorry. Um, okay. Chamuna uh, Jai, you... I'd be surprised if you found anything in this class. Oh, no, Maharaj. I found many, many things in this class. Three pages full of notes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're wonderful. My, my favorite, though, is right at the beginning when you reminded us that um, the spiritual world, you know, some, we don't have to wait until the next life for the spiritual world. The spiritual world can be found right here. And that's always something I need to be reminded of because I always feel like, oh, the future, you know, that that there's you. I I I think last year's one of last year's buttons or a couple of years ago, you said you you can't turn your head and and not see God. God is everywhere. The consciousness is everywhere. Uh, that we just have to remember that. So I I loved being reminded of that today. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Anybody right. else say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I hope I, have, I hope I have time for a few questions. Um, hopefully be, they'll be short. Be merciful to me today. <laughs> no, no. These are very, very easy. I just, um, when it comes to, you know, you were saying how for something to be spiritual, you have to use it for God, basically. But I just want to confirm that it's not that there isn't something, an energy that is that isn't categorically material because even if you use that material thing for something spiritual right functionally yes it's spiritual but that doesn't change the fact that the its energy is still um, ontologically material isn't it well um let me think of well, yeah, there's different types of energy, but it, it's kind of like a government. And the government has the prison house and the government has the educational center. So they serve different functions, but from the perspective of the government, it's all the government. So yes, God has different energies and they're used in different ways. And we certainly experience it that way. And there is an internal potency certainly but ultimately everything is everything is god's energy and and if it's god's energy it's meant to be used in his service uh, yeah so there are different types of energies yes and the fact that we may use the material energy for god's service does not change the fact that it is material energy isn't it 
Well, it's like you put an iron rod in fire, it becomes heat and light. You can say it's not exactly all fire, but it has the same effect. So even our consciousness, our minds, if it becomes imbued with the internal potency, then it becomes tadatmikat, becomes one with that. Yeah, but I know, I know this analogy. I'm saying, I'm not talking about functionality. When an iron rod is put into fire, functionally it's, it's fire, but it's still an iron rod. Okay, good. Okay, yes. All okay, right, yeah. so can I just also, um, I need to ask about this word relationship. So, yes. you know, as you were saying, by focusing on the holy name, yeah. our sense of our relationship with Krishna in the form of his holy name increases. So does that mean that our sense of who we are to him and who he is to us, we get a, a more, a, an increased experience of that relationship. Let's say, you know, I'm a blade of grass under his feet or I'm, I'm you know, I'm his his friend or I'm his, you know, whatever it is in this, in Goloka, you know, if it is yeah. Goloka, whatever that relationship is. My well, I, I, put, I put it like this. It, it, it says actually, Diksha is actually defined as giving Divya Gyan. And Divya Gyan is defined as Bhagavad Sarup Gyan and Sambandha Vishesh Gyan. So Bhagavad Srikan is, is knowledge of the form of God whom you worship. And Sabanda Viseshkan is um, knowledge of your relationship with God. But it may not become completely specific at the beginning, but you may know that your Ishtadev is Krishna and that your desire is to become a servant of Krishna, not a resident of Vaikuntha. So there's different levels of sambandha or relationship that one could have. But whatever it is, by reading the Bhagavatam and worshiping the deities, why is it deities? You're not worshiping, generally they're not, we're not worshiping um, Lakshmi Narayan or we have Radha Krishna deities. Um, why did Prabhupada establish Radha Krishna deities everywhere? Because that is the are the form of God whom we have a relationship with. And by worshiping that deity, we increase our relationship. And because we're chanting the names of those deities, then the sambanda, the relationship with those names, will increase. Okay, Gail, that's the best I can do today. No, no, no. The, the, when you say our relationship will increase, it means our sense of of having that service mood will increase, no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. um, okay, I'm uh, I'm actually going to head out today. I have to head out today. Okay. Bunch of culprit to abuse, Dr. Bissindavid.